Hey, what is good? It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and welcome to Bobo's Block. If this is your first time joining us, I want to thank you for tuning into this block party that we have every single time I step behind the mic. And if this is your 62nd, 63rd, 70th time, whatever, what up, dude? It is good to see you, and thank you for kicking it with me for the one time back on the block. Oh my god, this is the last episode of the month, so let's start off by saying this show is solely sponsored by my Patreon. Patreon is the best way that you can help out. Bobo's Block is our bread and butter here at Wonderground Media Studios, and it is how I keep the lights on. It is a tier system. You have multiple tiers that you can support me and my work through um, patronage. It can go to patreon.com forward slash Bobo. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. There you'll be able to see all of the tiers that we have starting from a dollar all the way up to $3,000. And if you pick that tier, I, I honestly wholeheartedly tell you not to choose this one. But if you do, go ahead and start getting things together to change your last name because we are getting married. And you know why? Because you've bought yourself a Bobo. You, yes, you, you goddamn <laughs> sweetie tie reference. Uh, but yes, you have started paying me $3,000. I might as well marry you. Like $3,000 a month is really, it's really solid. I, I, I it's not, it's not a, well, it's a lot out of somebody's pockets, but like, it's, it's a good little grip for me to be like, all right, I'm comfortable. Um, but yeah, <laughs> oh man, it is, it is so dope, um, to be here. Of course, like I said, this is the last show of the month. And as I told you guys, I will be taking December off. I have looked back and I have done a show almost every week since February 1st. 2021 i took a huge hiatus um between 2020 and 2021 because i i was kind of going through a lot um i the last episode of 2020 was um gospel truth that was like honestly the big breakout like episode for bobo's block as like the most views most downloads most engagements and stuff like it's an episode you guys really fucked with I honestly was super shocked to come back in February to see how much you guys really liked that episode. Um, yeah, but whew, uh, um, let's just go ahead and get into the the update. <laughs> I told you until y'all tell me I'm going to do the little zoom zooms. Um, but yeah, I, the update is it's a it's a lot. So I I had a I had a very eventful weekend. I had a really good high yesterday from hanging out with the Florida Anime Club, the North Florida chapter, the homies. Shout out to the North, the North remembers. Um, yeah, we had a karaoke night over here at the space in the studio. It was really dope, really fun. Exactly what I needed as a counterbalance to the shittiest interaction i've ever had with with a potential client friend whatever um long story short it's on my twitter what happened like if, well, if you guys follow my other twitter it, you know, it's whatever so i had a person who basically showed up four to five hours late for a photo shoot they booked and then blamed me for an for a very avoidable accident that they got into 
And they were like, oh, I, I just, I didn't care and I shouldn't be paying you for your time. But I literally was up here for like five hours waiting, like compensate creatives for their time. Like I am a business, but I won't get into that because again, I don't need to bring that energy into the block because you guys are here for the dope shit. You guys are here for the fun. You guys are here for the Babo that loves to love everybody. So just know I had a shitty Saturday, but my Sunday was dope as fuck. And I thank the Florida Anime, <laughs> the Florida Anime Club, and all my homies who who I first met for the first time last night, and the ones that I met um, before. And like, chill out. We talking Discord and everything. If you are in Florida, if you are a lover of anime, go ahead over to the Florida Anime Club Twitter or the Instagram. Tell them you want to join up. Definitely love to have you in the fold. Of course, you can join the North Florida chapter if you're in Jacksonville. You, we always need more people to, to join the ranks. Um, but, yeah, we, we do meetups. We do cons. We do everything. And if you want to just have a good Internet friend group, that's what the Florida Anime Club is there for. I love them. Love the support that they give me. Everything, man. Shout-outs to all of, my fa- all of my friends that I've made through the Florida Anime Club. So, yes. Positive vibes, positive vibes. So, next update, I have a match coming up. If you guys are in the Florida area, McClinney, if you are in McClinney, Lake City, like I said, the upper northern, northeastern part of Florida, come out to see me in McClinney in December the 11th. And I think it's beatdowns and blessings. Yeah, I think it's beatdowns and blessings. We are, me and Cam, we're working DCCW again. um, And it's literally one of our dream promotions to work. We enjoy all the people there at DCC Dub. Um, They are family indeed, but we got to beat them up. So uh, we are taking on Big Man Nation once again. Me and Cam, kiss it, gang, gang, all day, all night. You already know. Um, we were going up against Jojo Harrington and Mr. Steve Pender, ghetto superstar himself. Come out and see me. I'm going to be out there. We're going to have merch. We're going to have fun. Well, y'all going to have fun. I got to be on meme mode. So, yeah. So, definitely come out and see me. Get on. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think, like, all right. So, I've been preparing for December. I keep telling you, I'm taking a break in December, taking a break in December. I'm not going to be podcasting in December. But what is that actually going to look like? That's going to be different because you guys know I get up in here every week and I try to give you guys a show. Um, I won't be focusing on that. So that actually does free me up a hell of a lot of time to to plan. Like it's, I'm still going to be doing work. I'm still going to be focusing on the podcast. I'm still going to be focusing on the network. I'm still going to be building the brand that is Bobo's Block, Wonderground Media, and all the all the consortments that I've put in place and stuff like that. But I'm not going to be behind the mic. It'll give me a time to kind of focus on the books. Like I am. Not- I am not the best business person. I am an I'm an amazing creative mind. I think of a lot of shit. I do things, but like I need to focus my energy into the business side of this. So yeah, if I want this to be successful, if I want to do this full time, as I've always been saying, I have to focus more on the business aspects of this kind of type of work. So yeah. 
I've got a lot of goals that I've set and a lot of things that I want to do for next year. So I definitely have to make a solid game plan. And I think it's going to take a month to do that. And that's okay. Like it happens. Like you need time. That's the one thing. That's the biggest thing that I've really learned is just patience always pays off. No matter if you're doing the smallest thing, if you just take your time with it, or for me, if I take my time with it, it comes out exactly the way I want it. It comes out perfect. And I'm the type of person, if it doesn't get right the first time, well, I guess I'm not. <laughs> I guess I'm not. <laughs> Never coming back to this again. But no, no, no. Like, I, that's why I want to give this time. Breathe about it. Like, don't feel so rushed and feel so, like, feel so, like, put on the spot. Because, like, I do a lot of things kind of, I wouldn't say last minute, but I don't give myself the ample amount of time to get it get things in order in place so i want to do a lot more live shows next year i want to do a lot more appearances like pop-ups and i want to do speaking engagements like i want to do things and i have to like plan them out i want to talk to the right people to know where i'm going with wonderground where i'm going with bobo's block where i'm going with all my podcasts that i produce and put together so yeah so you guys bear with me i know it's going to be a little bit of a minute but you have a damn good backlog of content to listen to i've like i said from since february 1st i've put out a show almost consistently every single week i think i've only taken like a couple of weeks off this year that's a lot like that's a lot of goddamn content bro like it's i've it's like 60 shows um since the beginning conception of the new iteration of bobo's block and if i were able to find the um the older episodes like You'll have those too. Like it's a lot of content, a lot of hours of me talking and you guys, like I said, you guys love it. And I love you guys for it. So definitely, um, during this break, go ahead and go back onto the old episodes of Bobo's block hit up. Like, um, my president is black and my TARDIS is, and my doctor is too, or, or you can hit up, um, the gospel truth uh, before i had had that whole like break or so you could go back and watch a lot of the or sorry listen to a lot of the older shows um like um ret, re, uh, retcons and retro yeah like retros and retcons or so like uh, rewrites and retcons i forget i forget my titles a lot i'm gonna be honest with you put out a lot of shows put a lot a lot of quirky um <laughs> quirky titles and stuff man but yeah I, I'm very happy with the body of work that's currently out right now. So yeah, I would like for you to enjoy that. And like I said, share it with your friends, share it with everybody. Somebody was like, Oh, what do I listen to you? I'm everywhere. If you guys check the description below, we're everywhere. iTunes, Stitcher, Deezer, Google podcasts. We are on iHeartRadio. I have an Alexa skill app. You can literally say, Hey, Alexa, play Bobo's block. And it will. It'll do that. And again, like, just <laughs> like you can you can find me anywhere that you play podcasts. So just share it with your friends. You can share um the Spotify link, you can share iTunes, you can share wherever. Like I wanna see more people engaging with the with the podcast. So definitely do you guys who are listening, just go ahead and give me a share, give me a review or whatever while I'm gone. That'll help get the show in a better place for when I come back in January, we hit the ground running. Like, ah, all right. So yeah, I think that's about it for the update. Um, so let's get into the friend of the pod of the week, 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 a week. (laughs) Um, so 
friend of pod of the week is my love, my fave, my my amazing friend, witch, confidant, healer. Like she is so much to me and for like everybody, man. She's the dopest. It's Lady Rako. Um, her podcast, Rako's Weekend Detox, is a lovely and profound space for open healing and mental health awareness for not just herself, but for others. She's done shows on many topics that deal with a wide variety of mental health issues. So definitely go in and check my friend out. Um, tell her I sent you. Tell her your friendly neighborhood nerd sent you. You can find her on Instagram, Twitter. You can find her um, streaming on Twitch. Um, she is a powerhouse she does a little bit of everything she doesn't want to doesn't want to admit it but she is the dopest and um i will brag about her for her so yes go ahead and check the description below as well you'll see links to all of her stuff and then from there you guys can follow her and listen to her podcast and again everybody needs a detox so go ahead and get a detox with reiko all right that is my friend of the pod of the week who all right, so I actually was going to just make this a clip show, but too much shit happened. Like, <laughs> a lot of things happened. So I wanted to talk about it, so I'm giving you guys the first half of the show as normal. So now let's go ahead and go around the net. And around the net this week, as I said, a lot of things happened, and there's a lot of a lot for us to talk about in general. All right, so let's go ahead and go back, like a little bit, a little bit back, way back. <laughs> Not even way back, just like Thanksgiving weekend or so. Okay, so um, we actually got some amazing news. So the esports, esports has been a thing that have been kind of growing since its conception, and it's been something that like I've been really proud of to see that a lot of schools have embraced a lot of um sports programs have embraced or so as well like and just it's amazing that we get to have this moment where gamers are considered full-on athletes so yes so aaron ashley simon is a amazing esports caster and competitor so she actually got an amazing honor from her alma mater Proud to announce that Aaron Ashley Simon's eSport College Scholarship. She's so thankful to her alma mater of University of Kentucky to help set up a college fund for the financial need of the youth who are interested in eSports careers. And it is like a legitimate thing to be an eSports athlete, like broadcaster, analyst. Like it is a full thing. It's a full career. And you can do so much in eSports that isn't gaming related like you don't have to just play the video games you can do so much more like it's almost a branch of communications uh as, as you would say but yeah huh. it's really dope to see the recognition of hard work such as people like aaron ashley simon get rewarded and things like this because she has been really a a a pioneer for for just like said people of color in the esports like in the esports industry and to see that she is going to be able to give back to other players and gamers below like I said that's coming up in the ranks from like I said college it's really dope to see so i'm very happy for her very happy for the university of kentucky okay 
All right. So next up on the docket, um, we have some news. It's a very interesting one. Um, it's a adaptation news. <laughs> so the comic Noctera, I don't know if you guys may have read it or so. It's from Image. Noctera is an Image comic series that that is a little bit of a horror-based series. So, yeah. So they actually have an adaptation in development with Netflix um, from Scott Snyder and Tony Daniels. So I, I'm actually interested to see where this goes. I may actually probably pick up some um, digital copies of Noctera to just kind of read up and see where that universe kind of sits and what we could be in store for. So again, I have a month. I have, <laughs> I have a month off where I can catch up on comic books and do all this other stuff that I've been wanting to do or needing to do. So yeah, so definitely be on the lookout for that. So Noctera coming to Netflix, or it's in development for Netflix with Scott Snyder and the creator, um, Tony Daniel. All right? So next up on the docket, we have to talk about, we have to talk about this thing. So I wanted to actually make this a, a bonus episode, but then I decided he didn't deserve the fucking attention. So I'm going to just go ahead and rant on this a little bit. So Ridley Scott says that the last duel, the last duel, that is the latest movie he put out with Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Adam Driver, and a couple other people or so. It bombed because what we've, his his words, quote unquote, are quote, what we've got today are the audiences who were brought up with these fucking cell phones, the millennials who don't ever want to be taught anything unless it's told into yeah told it on the on the cell phone end quote so firstly fuck is you talking about ridley now a lot of things were wrong with this movie to begin with there was no need or no how can i put this no one no one fucking wanted to hear this story no one wanted to get any story about a woman from a Victorian era or like a medieval area era who's just raped. That's not the story you should have told or that's not the story you should be pushing because again in the movie they say they like okay the rape the actual like act of rape was shown twice. So <laughs> I love this um I love the the reply from conquering yeah the conqueror from the cocoa butter cosmos um is a person I follow is Randy S O seven two five he says firstly your inaccurate disc was lo- more likely meant for Generation Z who also aren't to blame uh, two I'm a millennial and actually was interested to see your movie all the two times I saw the marketing and three I say I saw the marketing for your movie because of my cell phone using Twitter. So yeah, like it's he's biting himself in the foot because there were people who were interested, but majority of the people saw this and wasn't really like it didn't hit anything for me personally. I one I, I don't fucking like that. I don't like Matt Damon. I just don't like Matt Damon. Literally, I I watch I watch a lot of movies to where Matt Damon shows up and I just tune out. Um, secondly, there was zero, I would say, little to zero marketing or, or ads for this. I saw a couple ads on YouTube and I saw like two ads on Twitter or so. 
anything else. Like, I didn't see any commercials or anything. And thirdly, again, the premise did not grab me. Just two fucking white guys jousting for the love of a fair maiden who they've probably already raped or whatever. Like, it's 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 not giving what it's supposed to give. It's not really anything that anybody wanted to see, especially nowadays when we, like, have a lot of good content coming out on streaming and on um and coming to movie theaters. That And there's another thing that, as well, he's kicking himself in the foot. This was only in theaters. This did not have a streaming add-on to it. And that probably would have been able to save it from whatever, um, whatever, like, losses that they had. But no, he wants to be a purist. He has to, this is only coming out, this is meant to be seen in theaters. The world has changed right now. A lot of people will probably not, like, if you're going to the movies, it's for a movie that you damn well know you must see in theaters, like Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Matrix 4, um, what was another big one? Like Shang-Chi came out, you had to see that in theaters. Like I said, it's things that come that are getting a little bit of recognition, but honestly, a lot of that stuff, you can either wait for it to come to streaming or it's already streaming first out the gate. Like, and that's the way you have to play movies nowadays. So for him to be like millennials ruined his movies, set the fuck up. I'm sick of everyone blaming us, the millennial generation for everything. We're not even doing, we're literally barely surviving as it is. So fucking pardon me if I didn't have the 10, 50, 11, and $12 to go watch this goddamn rape jousting movie. Okay, Ridley Scott? Fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck that. All right. I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm done with it. I just had to get it off my chest because, my God, like, duh. In positive, positive movie news, we got our first looks at Jurassic Park. I'm sorry, Jurassic World Dominion. And it looks good as fuck, like, as expected. There was always t- um, leaked teasers and stuff of that nature of, like, the, the dinosaurs are roaming amongst the Earth and we're interacting with humans and shit. So, like, it's it's going to be a lot, y'all. It's going to be a lot. But the first stills have come out and a, a new teaser image has come out and the T-Rex is in the drive-in and it's it's crazy. It is crazy. So, yes, we're going to have a lot of... Um, Good times with Jurassic World. I honestly, I remember the last Jurassic World movie that came out, and I gave my honest, like, first depression review. I stick by that review, but hopefully this is way better than that last one. So, yes, uh, we, we'll see where it goes from there, because I hate, I hate that I am still going to go watch this goddamn movie when it comes out. <laughs> Something about them goddamn dinosaurs, man. Something about them dinosaurs. All right. Next up on the docket, we have a release date. This is TV news for Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary is the um, show coming to ABC and Hulu that will be starring Quinta Bronson and a, a lovely star cast as well that is joining her. I'm so excited for this show because Quinta fucking deserves she has always been my fave she has been my like she's been like the she was the best part of buzzfeed when she worked there for me and seeing her thrive and and like flourish the way that she is as a writer as a producer and now as a on-screen actress is such an amazing glow up and i'm so happy for her and her show hope this show lasts for as many seasons as they want okay 
So definitely go check out Abbott Elementary when it comes out. And that will be on December 7th. And it'll be on Tuesdays on ABC, streaming on Hulu afterwards. Not an ad. I just really like Quinta. Uh, (laughs) All right. So next up on the docket is some gaming news. (laughs) So over the holidays, you know, we had Black Friday right after Christmas. I mean, right after Thanksgiving. Apparently, Xbox did a collab with Gucci and also hints of their new um, movie, House of Gucci. And they did a Xbox Gucci series special edition Xbox One. This is called? Yeah, yeah, Xbox One. When I tell you, it is the gaudiest shit in the world. Like, it it is a... Gucci luggage case with it literally just says Xbox in green on front and the Xbox one is Gucci wrapped and also the controllers as well. Do you want to know the price for this exuberantly over <laughs> overcompensating Xbox? It is $18,000 and $18,600. Again, $18,600. What the fuck? Microsoft. Like, my God. No one thought that this. <sighs> come on, man. Like, <laughs> come on. Like, you seriously literally putting this out. It, they do, they've done this before. They had a Louis Vuitton monogram color um, skin wrap. But, like, this is an actual collaboration. Um <sighs> I'm truly, truly, <laughs> like, I'm truly upset that someone was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. It's going to be great. <sighs> Niggas are out here struggling, and you talk about buying this $18,000 Xbox. Like, what? <sighs> I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so done with them. Because, but, yeah, hopefully... They sent it out to influencers and YouTubers and stuff. So, like, um, the way that I found out, Marquez Brownlee, um, MKBHD, he has one of these goddamn Gucci Xboxes. I I hope he sends it back, but he has a Gucci Xbox at the studio. So crazy. So crazy. All right. Next up on the docket. In a recent interview with Hella Mirren, she discusses if Shazam Fear of the Gods characters are hero or villains. And she had this to say. So I'm not going to answer that. I'm a member of the three goddesses, Lucy Liu as Calypso and the third goddess played by Rachel Zegler, who will be a huge star. They, She, she is dodging like she is <laughs> on. <laughs> she is dodging this question as best as she can because again I think that's the lovely play on on Shazam because there's no real good or bad when it comes to the gods and goddesses of the realm they're literally just doing what's best to protect the interest of the people who worship them and things like that and they make sure that the legacy is upheld and all that good stuff so asking them if they're heroes or villains is a, kind of a loaded question because that also could fuck up the plot. Maybe they start off fighting them and then, oh, we have to come together for an actual third act or whatever where we team up with them. So 
shout out to Helen Mirren who's who is giving praise to the young younger actress Rachel Zegler. She's saying she's gonna be a huge star. Um and as well, like I said, Lucy Lou. I love seeing Lucy Lou in action things. She's just good. She's just an amazing actress who deserves all the fucking flowers. Like, oh my god, her and Hella Mirren are gonna knock it out of the park when it comes to Shazam Fury the God. So next up on the docket, we have something interesting, some sciencey shit, bro. Um the Hubble Deep Field took a photo um and it actually used the the Hubble telescope in the emptiest part of space for 10 days every blip in this photo is not a star it's an entire galaxy and if you guys see this photo is from um um reddit space porn um <laughs> like it's an amazing photo like there is so much in this world i love stargazing i love um, looking up and gazing to where I can't reach. Like, I understand that we have not encountered anything, but in seeing every single galaxy that I've, I'm looking at right now, like, there's no way that it's just us. It's just us. Somebody somewhere is out there. We may not be able to talk to them or understand what the hell they're going to say or whatever, or we may even be able to reach out to them, but they're out there somewhere. QX Files music. <laughs> All right. So we have two very sad updates. I'll start one with a Broadway a Broadway legend. Composer Steven Sondheim died at age 91 this weekend. He has been a tribute to many of classic um, Broadway Broadway like playbills and music numbers or so if you guys don't know who the the composer is please just do a quick google search he's truly one of the greats like he inspired a lot of amazing amazing people who've gone on to make broadway what it is now so yeah definitely definitely um someone who will always have a a legacy spot within all of our hearts if you're a Broadway kid. And secondly, um, we want to give major like condolences to friends, family, and everything of the artist, designer, like mogul, Virgil Abloh. So Virgil is um, the creator of Off-White, and he also has a collaboration with Louis Vuitton currently. But um, he has been seek well he was privately battling a cancer like he had for i don't know how long because again he did this in his own like so he did this on his own and he had like people close to him knew or so but he he passed away on november 28th of cancer and louis vuitton put out a statement for 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 um for today Louis Vuitton and Off-White are devastated to announce the passing of Virgil on Sunday, November 28th of cancer, which he had been battling privately for several years. We are all shocked after this terrible news. Virgil was not only a genius designer, designer, a visionary, he also is a man of beautiful soul and a great wisdom. The Louis Vuitton family joins me in this moment of great sorrow, and we are all thinking of his loved ones after the passing of their husband, their father, their brother, their friend, Bernard 
are not. So, um, you may not think that you know who Virgil is or anything like that, but if you, uh, if you are in, like I said, the hip hop or, or just like I said, pop community or so, he has been a big fashion, um, inspiration or done a lot of things that people have worn. People have, like I said, put a lot of his ideas and motion and so like, um, from Kanye West to Pharrell to Frank Ocean to Rihanna, like the 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 actual list of people who he's worked with, collabed with, done things like for mage designs and things like that have been numerous. Um, we all have the joke about Virgil because if you guys were <laughs> if you guys were on Twitter during the pandemic and during the Black Lives Matter movement, um there was a day where Virgil was the main character of Twitter and he he put out a screenshot of him sending a donation to someone, but it was only like fifty dollars. And we know he's rich and people like people know he has money. He's probably already donated or whatever. We made the joke, um, when people would say, Oh, that's a Virgil, that's fifty. So with I forget who I think it was Rodimus Prime. And he was like, I'm going to keep it two Virgils. Like, I'm going to keep it 100. So two fifties. Um, I think that should, um, that should honestly be cemented in the black Twitter vocabulary. And, and, um, everyone should know when you keep it at 100, you keep it at two Virgils. And I know that seems like a horrible, like, oh, it's a joke. It is like, it's, it's honestly probably one of the higher, honors that <laughs> that someone can get being a main main character of twitter in a positive way and other things could be said that are way worse but yeah so i'm gonna keep it two virgils and i'm gonna move on because <laughs> again like a lot of this a lot of these people they they they're influential in different ways that you never expect because I, we make our jokes so we do all this shit or whatever but honestly a lot of these people make are 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 trailblazers, are history makers. There has never been another person like Virgil, and I don't think there ever will be. As much as you may hear or see on the internet, people giving him shit or whatever, but like he was truly an icon. So rest in power, Virgil. All right, we finally got a release date for the. For the streaming episodes of Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett. So they're going to be starting on December 29th. December 29th is where it all goes down on Disney+. Plus. I think by that time, we should probably be done with Hawkeye. Hawkeye is only like six episodes long. So yeah, so by that time, we should be done with Hawkeye. And that will easily move us into the book of Boba Fett. So, yeah, so Hawkeye started last Wednesday. Two, three. Two, three, four, five. Yeah, literally, like, the last episode of Hawkeye will also be the first episode of the book of Boba Fett. So it's going to be dope. So you guys definitely will have something to really, like, sink your teeth into right after Hawkeye finishes up. So... That is really awesome. All right. So gaming news, gaming streamer news. So um, Ludwig Argen, I, all right. So I'm going to be honest. I, 
first time I've heard of this person, but this is a really big story in the world of streaming and gamer streaming. He, Ludwig, that is, is going to exclusively move to YouTube gaming starting the 30th of November. So when this drops, Ludwig will be doing a big streamer um, party that's going to be his first big stream on YouTube. He's going to be bringing a lot of a lot of very popular Twitch streamers, a lot of his friends and things. He's flying them out to L.A., doing a whole big thing. But he is apparently one of the streamers to watch that are on the rise. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I probably will not be watching the stream. But I want to give him a lot of <laughs> a lot of encouragement in this move because things like this, these are these are things that are becoming more and more important of where your streamers um is putting their content and how you're supporting or the exclusive contracts that people are getting. So this is a big big step to leave a a very fertile and and gracious community over there on Twitch that he has and going exclusively to YouTube and putting all your eggs in one basket for that shit. So yeah, big ups to you for making that decision, Ludwig. And if you are a Ludwig fan, I hope you guys follow him over to YouTube or so. I don't know. YouTube has really, um, really shifted focus. I was talking with somebody about this yesterday and YouTube really didn't give a fuck about gamers at first. They were just, they were focused on like their vlog containers and their, their other like content creators that weren't, really streamers or gamers and things like that but gaming has always been a thing on youtube way before they had the youtube gaming brand and youtube gaming um platform gamers have always been uploading streams they've always been uploading um clips and playbacks of their stuff and they they realized once twitch took off like oh this is an actual thing like a a very lucrative market that we should have been tapping into for a while. So now they're playing catch up and they're trying to snatch a little bit where they can and kind of doing what, um, what Facebook is kind of trying to do in the social media realm. So, yeah, so it's very interesting, very interesting to see how and who that YouTube brings over and kind of puts into their little spotlight or so. So, yeah, that may be a topic next year about YouTube gaming and stuff. So, um, last story of the day. Yeah, this is the last story of the day. This is actually a big one, too. <laughs> Jesus. This is a big one for another reason, but a very valid reason why I um, understand it. <laughs> but Jack Dorsey, like, at Jack on Twitter, has officially resigned as CEO like literally like nine hours from when I'm recording this, he resigned as CEO. He put it out um, at 1048 this morning, like the fuck Jack. And he was like, not sure anybody heard, but I resigned from Twitter. Like, sir, what are you doing? Why don't you, you just had to give us an edit button. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, Jack resigned from Twitter, and he put his resignation letter up. I'm going to read it to you, okay? Hello, team. For almost 16 years. 16 years. Jesus. Twitter can drive. Um, For almost 16 years of having a role at our company, from co-founder to CEO 
to chair executive, chair to interim CEO, back to CEO, it is decided it's finally time for me to leave. Why? There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> the importance of a company being founder-led. Ultimately, I believe that several limiting and, yeah, severely limiting and a single point of failure. I've worked hard to ensure this company can break away from its foundings and fo- yeah, founders. There are three reasons I believe now is the right time. The first is Prague becoming CEO. The board ran rigorous process considering all options and unanimously appointed Prague. He's been... He's been my choice for some time, given how deeply he understands the company and its needs. Prague has been <laughs> has been behind every critical decision that helped turn this company around. He's curious, probing, rational, creative, demanding, self-aware, and humble. He leads with his heart and soul and is someone I learn from daily. My, tr- my trust in him as our CEO is bone deep. Um, second is Brett Taylor, agreeing to become the board chair. Third is all of you. We have a lot of ambition and potential on this team, considering that Prog started as an engineer who cared deeply about our work, and now he's CEO. I also had a similar path. He did it better. Um, this little makes me proud. So Prog is starting a CEO today, literally today, and I'm going to serve as on the board through my term, Mayish, to help Prog and Brett with the transition. And after that, I'll leave the board. Why not stay and become chair? I believe it's really important to give Prog the space he needs to lead. And and back to my previous point, I believe it's a critical company um, can stand on its own, free of its founders, influence, or direction. I want that. I want all of you to know that this was a decision. Yeah, this was my decision, and I own it. It was a tough one for me, of course. I love the service in the company and all of the all of you so much. I'm really sad, yet really happy. There aren't many companies that get to, get to this level, and there aren't many founders that choose their company over their ego. I know we'll prove this is the right move. We'll have an all hands on meeting tomorrow at nine to discuss it all. Oh, P.S. I'm tweeting this email. My one wish is for Twitter to be the most transparent company in the world. Hi, mom. See, that was Jack's recommendation later. I kind of skipped over a few things because, like, again, wordy. Um, but, yeah, it's – it's this is big. Um, Jack has been literally the founding force of Twitter since its, its inception. And this is really going to – this is going to put ripples within the tech community, within the, the startup community. And honestly, if this works and this pays off, a lot more companies should follow this route to where you have your founders bow out. It is a critical failure point because they're so focused on this perfect utopia that they feel that they built and you can't, you can't improve perfection in their eyes. But if you have someone critical who cares about the system, cares about whatever they're working on, they will be able to see where the flaws are and they will be able to make the make what they've done go even further, go to that next level. So big wishes to the team over there at Twitter. Thank you guys for everything that you're kind of doing um, right now for improving the the platform. And thank you, Jack. Um, yeah, we give you shit. Like <laughs> that's just how Twitter is, and you know that's how Twitter is. Um, 
you still haven't given us an edit button, but you you fucking bowed out before you could. Um, you gave us Twitter blue in there like an undo tweet. No, I just want an edit button, bro. Just give me an edit button. Um, but yeah, man, like this is this is. This is something very unexpected, but again, like you said, this is something that's needed. Cause you you would never see Mark Zuckerberg doing this. You would do wouldn't see um who's another big big you wouldn't see Elon Musk backing out from Tesla. You wouldn't see Elon Musk backing out from um SpaceX. You wouldn't see the big name Jeff Bezos wouldn't back out of of Amazon. Like it's a very big show of him trusting his product. Like he knew, he knows what he created. He knows what Twitter stands for and where it should go. And he knows he's not a part of that. He has served his time. He's done. Like he said, he went from co-founder to CEO to a chair to executive chair, then back to CEO. Like he's run the gambit. <laughs> he's run the gambit, bro. Um, and I, like you said, now is probably the best and right time to do it. And he'll be there until about May and then he'll just be Jack. That's it. Just Jack. I'm still extremely fucking rich, but just Jack. <laughs> um, thank you, Jack. Thank you. So we're going to go ahead. I just told you that was the last, um, last docket story. And again, like I said, a lot happened. A lot happened. So I had to go and talk with you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and push it into the music break. I've had a lot of music breaks over the last year um, since we, I think we, yeah, did we, I don't want to say we've been doing like consecutive music breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah consecutive music breaks since the beginning, like since like we brought this thing back. So yeah, um, this one is no different. It's a feel good song and it's called Grape Soda by rookie i'll leave the description below in the timestamps. you guys can definitely go and find it um it is actually an instagram and tiktok sound and that's how i found it i'm i'm really just been embracing that <laughs> so you guys check out grape soda by rookie and after you get back you guys will be getting some of my best nerdgasms i'm going to be putting some of my favorite clips together so you can hear um me rant on the things that we love to talk about so much all right so, um, I don't think I'm going to do an outro or anything. So, of course, you guys can catch me. Oh, no, I'll just use one of the other outros from the thing. Love you guys. Catch you after the break. Peace. At the back of our school was like an alley. And I was in like third grade. And there was this chick I had a crush on. And we were walking back there. And then I held her hand. And then she kept holding my hand. And then we walked to right before you walk out the alley. And she turned and gave me a kiss on my lips. And she let go of my hand and ran into the into like fucking recess. And I was like, yo.
right welcome guys back to Bobo's block and yeah um it is time for our nerdgasm definitely going to be something that is near and dear to my heart um i love movies so to see what happened to movies in the pandemic has been kind of i don't know bittersweet because it's a double-edged sword for a moviegoer and also a content creator so let's go first start off with the bad so corona hit corona hit hard pandemics locked down movie theaters turned into wastelands to abandoned ruins like you can drive by them and they were like literally <laughs> like a a shell of a of a long forgotten long forgotten temple or something like that like it's it was hard. Like I would drop past some of my favorite movie theaters, and we couldn't really do anything. Um, especially the mega plexes. Like, cause I live down in Florida, where we don't have a lot of um, art house style um, art house style theaters or like smaller, like intimate theaters. We have AMC's, we have Cinemarks, we have Megaplexes, we have Tinsel Towns, we have those huge forty some odd screen theaters that everyone flocks to there in the malls there are standalone buildings like you go to the movies for the experience of going to the movies and that was a another big hit um you had to forego a lot of the movie going experience like there's something to be said about a particular movie or any particular movie seen at home rather than being seen on a giant giant screen like it's it's what got me into movies i was able to come to the movie theater kind of hop around do things like that or whatever like see multiple movies in a night and 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 just enjoy the experience of being immersed into a movie then i was rather just going at home and turning on netflix or turning on something like that i still love doing that because i like watching movies like <laughs> my friends always tell me that I can watch a movie like 1800 times, but I'll act like I've seen it for the first time every time I watch it. And that's just how I experience movies. That's how I experience content, media. Like I always go at it like I'm literally the first day, first time watching it, fresh eyes. So yeah, I enjoy being a moviegoer, but I also enjoy being a content creator. And with this is where the double-edged sword comes in. The industry has been rocked. The industry has been shaken up. And there are things that are happening that will affect how movies, television, um, online content, like everything is made from now on. The game has literally been flipped on its head upside down. Um, nothing is the same and nothing will probably be the same. A lot of people have opportunity now with a lot of these bigger companies having to kind of like either quelch or like literally stop their production you have the ability to kind of let these grassroots and smaller budget studios to actually make what they have been dreaming of making this entire time <sighs> like it's very freeing to know that we could have the the possibility the opportunity to get new stories and new new visions and new people heard and seen but like let's let's start at the beginning like i said 
theater shut down. Theaters were like, I don't know what to do. We just kind of got to close our doors. And a lot of theaters lit to this day. And we, as a community, we try to tackle it as much as we can. We try to be there for each other as much as we can. But it's so much. Like, we need, <laughs> we just need people on, like, on our side and on our platforms to just get rid of these fuckers who are just out here spewing this hatred and nonsense and bullshit onto these people who are so talented. And honestly, if they were to ever try to do anything that they can do, they wouldn't be able to accomplish that shit. Because you know why? They're not even talented to begin with. They love to just tear down people and make them feel like shit, but they actually have no talent of their own. I may get backlash for this, but I don't care. Like, I know that I can get behind this mic and captivate you and literally have you listening to what I'm saying because I built that rapport with you. I have something that I have the gift of gab, as they say. I have the ability to talk upon any subject that I'm very passionate about for numerous of hours at a time. It's nauseating at times. My God, how do y'all listen to me? I don't know, but I love that you do. Please keep listening. But um, I don't care about anything I get for flack for saying this because these people are amazing. I will link down a lot of the cosplayers and a lot of the artists that I love and follow on Instagram and Twitter because you guys deserve to know them. I definitely will link in my favorite content creators such as Fantastic Frankie, Cheyenne the Geek, um, such as Keats Did It. Like these people are out here doing it, and there's no, there's no even like place that I can be like oh they're my competition no I want to work with each every single one of you y'all are so amazing I want to interview you I want to give you guys spotlights I want to put you up on billboards like you are all dope there's no reason why we should ever be competing against each other in the blurred and nerd space because we are all the same we are out here for each other and I want you guys to remember that that once February 28th hits and March 1st starts we are still black we are still here we are still creating we are still giving you every single thing that we have every single time you see a post a podcast a tweet when you see a video you see a TikTok you see everything that we put out on the line we put our art on the line we put our hearts on the line we put everything that we have for you for you, we are black beyond February. And there's nothing that will change that. There's no day on the calendar that will be like, oh, you're not black this day. No, I am black 365 days of the week. And just because we have a history month that celebrates it, I am also making history every day that I wake up, every time that I get behind this mic, every time that you see a post or anything that we've done, we are actively making history. There's nobody out here who's doing it like black and brown nerds from people like i'm i'm so overwhelmed with the the how can i put it the dive the deep dive into representation that many places have had um going forth in this current current day and age from video games to to comic books, to movies, to television, there's been such a a movement that we've been like kind of rooting for of seeing more black and brown and just non-white people in the lead roles in like the 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 love interest parts and things of that nature. We have really been 
out here trying our best to get heard and now it's coming to fruition and like it's it's really dope and like the stories are good the the things are amazing like i i always tout that like um always tell that representation matters but like you're seeing it in action and and little girls seeing a hero like monica rambeau is going to be so important because they have someone who looks like them someone who thinks like them someone who who literally can embody the values of black girls everywhere and like she doesn't she doesn't have to be this like stereotypical monolithic black woman but like she's her own independent strong very like take no shit type of woman she's gonna be the same as the type of hero like she she is such a really dope inspiration for anybody boy girl like it doesn't matter i am so happy to see Monica Rambeau, no matter what name she takes, take her place in the MCU. WandaVision is only the beginning. She's going to go so far, so high. She's already been touted to be in Captain Marvel 2. We are going to see so much more of Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau. I implore you. I've watched the episode 7 about four times and three of those times was just for that Monica Rambeau awakening scene. Oh my God. It's so good. So good. And then even that's not even the best. Like I love it, but that's not even the best part about the episode. Like this, this series gives you banger after banger after banger every single week. And just to be like, Oh, it's an overinflated future film. That's being inconveniently put out every like, you're stupid. The guy that I talked about who are whoever the hell wrote that article. You're stupid. This is literally the way that I want these shows to go. Like, at all like this is where you can casually make these um like not even across just like cameos and shit like you can have these people show up and just say hey this is still a world of heroes we are still in earth prime now we are are the merged version that oliver created us to be and we've lost that kind of like camaraderie with all of these heroes we built this entire universe around everyone working together and just to see where it is now so like so far apart and disconjointed as it is i don't really know what the arrowverse is going to grow into after this because honestly i can't see any of them doing a crossover i can't i don't know if crossovers are the future of the arrowverse because you can have the arrows and the arrow and the canaries come back but that's going to be time travel and and then you're going to have to have where ryan has to meet everybody that's going to be awkward painkillers like are we going to keep black lightning around i don't know is john is finally going to get our diggle going to finally get it yeah john diggle just yeah is he finally getting his green air um green lantern ring and becoming the lantern are we just going to get that in the lantern corpse type um deal that we're getting on hbo max like there's so much that's so far apart and we've had it to where they've explained that okay there's the multiverse still because you have where the titans are you have where star girl is you have where earth prime is you have these other worlds these else worlds that are still there and it's also tapping into whatever the movies are doing those are also else worlds whatever matt reeves is doing is also going to be another earth whatever um 
um, Batman from Michael Keaton's universe is doing. That's another that's going to be a flashpoint. They're saying that they're connected into the DC multiverse, but it feels as if there's still that that source wall if you're a dc comic book reader up there's that source wall up that you can't break down that barrier it's the forbidden door that shall never be open it's locked again we had it open we had it open and our foot was in there because ezra miller came over to the infinite crisis crossover and he was like yo i knew it was i knew this would happen i knew this was possible and it, it hurts my heart because I'm a, a huge Arrowverse fan. And I, I used to, like I said, watch every single hero, every single week, every single day. It was what I used to um, subsidize my wrestling watching with. Like I would watch Black Lightning and Flash and I would watch Legends and I would watch Arrow. And I would try and catch Supergirl, but I, I'm sorry, y'all. I can't do Supergirl like that all the time. Um, <laughs> and then I would, try, and I would catch it back up on Batwoman. And like I'm just trying to get my head around all of what this is but again like i feel like i'm on a glass door looking back at like the beginnings of everything and everybody's just in their own little bubbles and it it sucks because you had such a good thing going and you had the ability to work with so many other people and bring in so many other different stories plot lines teams sub sub team sets could be formed so many things could have been done with this business like with this model of how the world was set up now but they completely dropped the ball to me because like the Batwoman currently, she interacts with nobody. Like, the team interacts with zilch, zero, nada of anybody from any of the other cities, worlds, whatever you want to call it. Because, again, now, with the worlds the way they are, Kara should be in Metropolis, right down the street. When 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 Kara f- fucking found out that, she should have found out that Kate's playing Crash and been right in Gotham. And, like, hey, what's going on? How how can I help? Because they, became, they grew to be friends. They were ba- basically born want to be the next world's finest that honestly was the rumor that was coming up before everything changed before ruby was like i kind of can't keep doing this and then Kara, she um she oh i'm sorry i can't remember the actress's name but the actress who played superwoman she got pregnant she wanted to build her family like i don't fault any of the people for this i fault i fault timing i fault fate <laughs> it's, it's it's just what we've fallen into man symbol of america at this point like it's crazy how how much mcu has taken the opposite approach from their comic book counterparts because if you guys remember all new all different marvel we had this shift in um the narrative of comic book writing and it was met with such backlash that they literally like roll back all of the shit that they they promised us they were like well, they haven't rolled back all of it. I would not say that. They rolled back a good majority of the things that we had in all new, all different Marvel because of fear of backlash, backlash that they got from certain um, comic books, characters, legacy characters, things of that nature. Like, um,. When All New All Different Marvel came out, I was ecstatic because it gave such a refresh on all these characters that we knew or grew up with or whatever that just you couldn't do anything with them. You could not do anything new with them that we have not seen. So, like, you got an all new Wolverine. You got Sam Wilson as Captain America. Like, um, 
the Captain Marvel mantle was passed down and you got the new Nova, you got like you have all these new characters. Miles Morales became the Spider Man. Like it was such a good transition and then just as we expected, the fanboys did not like it because why are all my characters becoming women or other people of color? Like I don't get it. Like what why does it have to be why can't it be white men anymore? Like why can't they just be white men? Like I am a white guy. Why is that not okay anymore? It's that it's not okay. It's just as boring. Like there's nothing else that we can get out of Thor Odinson. There's nothing else we can get out of Logan as Wolverine. There's nothing else that we could get out of Steve Rogers as Captain America. We've done it all tell new stories we're not trying to replace anybody we're not trying to to oh just make this person black or we're not trying to make this person a woman we're not just trying to pc culture up comic books we're trying to tell new narratives things progress things move on and i think that's where we really got off the get off the train with comic books is where we have this unwritten rule that characters can't grow up they can't get married they can't get kids they can't do things that normal people do within their lives stories that compel and reach into your soul and bring you to the where will bring you where you need to be in life are things that have actual meat and narrative that progresses with the reader like I always um, champion reading Mr. Miracle by Tom King and Mitch Curtis, like um, because it is the narrative of the current millennial. Um, and it's someone who's just trying to figure out what they're doing with their lives and they're being thrusted into this position to where they think they're doing the right thing, but they really don't know. And like they, they've been kind of put into a place where you kind of live a lie, but you have to like you really are comfortable and OK with this lie. But there's something a part of you that knows is not true, but you just you just have to work, work it out within yourself, man. Like it's 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 a part of us that we all need to address in comic books that we grow old we get to a point of our lives where we change and we don't we don't have the same story to tell as we did back when we were 19 eight like 1920 or 18 or whatever or when we were younger when we first got into comic books um taking case in point invincible um when Robert Kirkman was interviewed about the current episodes that were airing and why things are changing, he was like, I'm just a better writer now. Like, there are things that I feel that needed to be changed, but I just couldn't or I would or it was already too late for it. Um, yeah, like now you get to where there are more diverse characters within this this realm of Invincible because if you never read the comic books, you wouldn't know that um, Shrinking Ray was a man. You wouldn't know that the, I, I can't remember the name of that person from the Guardians of the Globe, but it was the one that was like a, uh, kind of like the Green Lantern, but they did like the constructs with like light and stuff. They had to swallow a gem. That was a dude. Now it's a black woman. Honestly, we, you can't deny what they're saying here. Um, but in Harley Quinn's interview, something was very in interestingly said. They they basically told um, the creators that they couldn't do a particular scene between Batman and Catwoman that involved um, sexual intercourse. It was, it was giving Catwoman head. He was giving her oral sex. And the reasoning behind that was so crazy. So... 
I want to read off the direct quote from the article. It says, it's incredibly gratifying and free to be using these characters that are considered villains because you just have so much more leeway with them, says Harpern. Um, a perfect example is that in the third season of Harley, when we had a moment before Batman was going down on Catwoman and DC was like, oh, you can't do that. You absolutely can't do that. They're like, heroes don't do that. So we said, are you saying that heroes are just selfish lovers? And they were like, no, it's that is not that at all is that we sell consumer toys for heroes. And it's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. And in the words of one of my favorite comedians in a random bit, who told you that who told you that preposterous hypothesis? Was it Steve? The fuck's he got to do with it? kind of a rapping name is steve anyway steve <laughs> but let's get into this let's get into this because the internet damn sure did we had <laughs> hilarious discussions amazing threads about what heroes do and don't do because let's start off honestly with the beginning of this that heroes don't do sex or heroes don't go down on their on their significant others what the fuck was Tom King's Batman Catwoman then, bro? Um, there's a whole comic where Batman and Catwoman have sex, and he goes down on her. Like, it's canon, as Zack Snyder has said um, as well. Like, yo, like it's crazy to think that people really are out here having these holier-than-thou thoughts about the heroes and people they portray because someone said it perfectly that, yes, you can... You can have Batman snap somebody's arm and like put someone in a hospital and do all this and that. And the third, the violence be damned, but oh, don't let him have sexual intercourse with Selena Kyle. That is off the books because heroes don't do that. And I call bullshit what comes next and for people who are saying that it's too woke you have to reevaluate what you're expecting out of this content out of this media because you honestly are trying to say that it's quote unquote woke because it focuses on women focuses on women of color and it also gives narrative that doesn't focus on a male citric story arc like it's not about he-man it's about eternia it's about eternia as a whole it's about the people who live in eternia and the characters that we've developed and grown next season may be full of fucking he-man you never know but you're not giving it a chance because you said oh it's so woke it's so woke was it woke i don't think it was you are coming in with a bias and a bigotry that that's currently unlike unfitting for it because again just because it has a woman as its main lead in he-man that's not that doesn't mean it's trying to push a woman's agenda i don't see where they're seeing the the wokeness in this because there weren't any messages that were the quote unquote shoved down your throat there wasn't any other issues that like came up in my eye because just because there are black people there and they could possibly be gay like that's not that's not enough to be woke, bro. That's that's just diverse storytelling. That's just complex writing. That's just actual character development and narrative progression. I don't see where you're going to with this. And that leads us into I am not Starfire. The problem 
is that the people who are criticizing this have not fucking read I Am Not Starfire. And the ones that have read it and are criticizing it are completely off their, like, off the, off the mark for it. Called A Day Off Twitch. It's hashtag A Day Off Twitch. It starts on September 1st. I want you to join in if you are a Twitch streamer, if you're a Twitch watcher. Don't fuck with Twitch that day. Don't show them that these these pe- like these people will not win. That these people trying to drive us off the actual platform won't win because if we're not there, shit ain't getting done. If we're not there, the needle isn't getting moved. Like it is marginalized people and it's allies and people who are there to support each other who are actually getting the shit done. We're the ones making the content. We're the ones pushing everything forward. And these people who are like doing the hate raids and everything like that, they don't ha- they don't have the actual skill. They don't have the actual drive or work ethic to actually put in work to make their Twitch streams fucking amazing saging oh if i just get rid of these blackies and get rid of all these gay people and stuff i'll be a twitch streamer star like you won't you're still gonna suck that's the thing they're not getting and yeah we'll show them you want us we're gonna we're gonna take a day off we're gonna take a whole ass day off and see how twitch does after that because honestly the only thing that you can do is fuck with their pockets. If they're not getting the actual revenue stream that they're normally used to getting and the, the numbers that they're normally used to hitting with these big platform um, streamers just taking the fucking out. Like, this is this is more than just like, oh, uh, Twitch is just not hearing what we're like. Twitch is actively ignoring this. Twitch is actively not doing anything about it. It's something easily, like, easily they could at least come out and address like, hey, if you're fucking doing hate raids, we're going to crack down on you. And, and I know it takes time. Fucking coding and, and putting in things to, as precautions are so take time. Like, I understand that, but at least not saying anything, only saying we hear you, is not doing anything for the streamers or is not doing anything to protect anyone who feels uneasy or uncomfortable about it. Taking a day off Twitch is probably the best way to show them that, hey, we can go somewhere else. Twitch has had this kind of like weird unspoken monopoly because you had where um, you thought you would have like multiple places to stream or so. And like they've all either gone belly under or they've kind of like just kind of fallen to the wayside of obscurity. Because, yeah, you can do YouTube, but YouTube is so saturated and, and fucking like <laughs> over bloated with so much content already. Facebook gaming. Do you really want to trust Facebook to kind of not share your information? I, and then, like I said, um, Twitch did have legitimate competition until they were fucking bought out by, like, Facebook and Microsoft. Like, it was, it's hard to 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 say that, hey, we, we could just um, take it to where, like, oh, just either take what you're giving or whatever and just deal with it or just go make your own other place. Like, honestly, one, they shouldn't have to do that. I actually was in a stream with... Um, um, cipher as well when I, when I say people were like yeah why don't you make your own other place like yeah you could do that there are people who probably want to do that but honestly it shouldn't have to come to that like twitch should be doing their fucking job like they really should just be doing their job the mods and every and the, the people in the chats or whatever they are really the the soldiers on the front line because they're the ones who have to kind of mitigate all of this bullshit and kind of like said head off these hate raids before they even start like doing mass bans and all the other shit and like it shouldn't 
need to be this way to where we have to kind of build a mode around ourselves whenever we stream. We don't have to feel, build up a defense system. They're like, oh, here comes these fucking bigots. We, well, that's just a daily thing. Like, no, get rid of it. Just fucking stop it. Just get rid of it. That shouldn't be something that you have to com- like compete with or have in the back of your mind. Like, is this the day I'm getting hate rated? Is this the day I'm going to be able to like actually stream like peacefully? Or will someone come and call me the N-word, call me a F-word, or call me like any derogatory, homophobic, xenophobic fucking slur? It's mind-boggling that we have to sit here and do this in the year 2021. If that it, honestly, if your only your only comeback is to call me an N word, or your only comeback is to talk about somebody's sexuality, you're fucking sad, and that's true, true to life. And like, it honestly shows that the gaming industry and the gaming community still has a lot of fucking growth to do because hate rates, sh- like it's like, it's 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 truly. Like children crying out for attention because you're not getting the attention that you want. So I'm going to shit on somebody else's day. So I would like for people who are engaging in streaming or people who are engaging into um, Twitch watching. Take a day off Twitch. Hashtag Twitch do better. Hashtag take a day off Twitch. We don't deserve to be treated this way. We just want to exist. And we just want to play games. And it shouldn't be this fucking difficult. If there's anybody who thinks or tells you any different to like suck it up. Don't listen to that shit. You deserve to feel safe. You deserve to feel validated in the space that you are occupying. Because you didn't just get there off of just oh like somebody gave you a handout. You are there because you deserve to be there. So, yeah, Twitch, do better. I think that'll wrap it up for me for this week. I, of course, um, told you guys that you can find me on social, everywhere you can stalk your ex, um, at BoboFNN. Also, go follow my new wrestling Instagram at BookBobbyLedger. Um, that's also my Twitter handle, so if you want to follow me on um, Twitter and Instagram, BookBobbyLedger, go ahead and do that. Um Links in the description below for everything that we talked about today. And, yeah, man, like, um, I'm going to also, like I said, challenge you guys. Like, Twitch, do, like, talk about Twitch do better. Talk about the hate rates. Talk about things that need to be addressed because they want you to be silent about it. Because if you're, if you're not silent and you're vocal about it, they're going to be, that the attention's not on us. The attention's on them. The attention, they have to either do something or they have to fucking get this backlash. So, yeah. Talk about it. Learn more. Support your um, local small streamers. Support your big streamers. Dog. Like it's 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 real out here, and we have to be a community for 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 real. So yeah, I think I'll wrap it up for me again. Sorry, just had to get it off my chest. <laughs> I've been your friend, the neighborhood nerd, the Bobo. I'll see you guys next time on the block. Peace. <laughs>